Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 17th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. Why? Because I believe that God has declared some things over this season, over 2021, and for us to receive what God has already provided, we have to be intentional. I believe that for this year, for this season, God has declared new levels, that we can level up in every area, in every aspect, in every facet of our lives. But for us to receive what God has already provided, then we are going to have to pursue it and do it by faith and then remaining in faith for the long haul, right? So what we don't want is for our faith to fail. We don't want to have a faith failure. We want to remain in faith no matter how long it takes until we see in our hands what God has already revealed to us in our hearts. But if that's going to happen, we have to be intentional. If that's going to happen, we have to pursue progress on purpose. All right. So that said, progress on purpose. I told you that we would we would pursue progress on purpose in five areas. Number one, spiritually. Number two, financially. Number three, physically. I already dealt with all those areas. Uh, go back and watch those messages if you have not. Number four, internally. That's where we are right now. Like what's happening on the inside? We need to level up our ability uh, to be at peace, to be at rest, to not stress out, and then to be in faith. And then number five, externally, and I still have to cover that in this series while I'm laying the foundation for the year. So for internally, I said that I would cover five things. Number one, being anxious for nothing. Two, receiving unshakable peace. Three, joy and peace in believing. Four, relaxing your mind and getting physical, psychological rest. And then number five, finally, which is where we are right now, the highest form of faith, the highest form of faith is rest. And I've been talking about that for days and I'm still flowing in that same vein. So the title of today's message is the highest form of faith is rest part three. So this is part three. Uh, I, I think I'm closing this out today, but you know, maybe the Holy spirit leads me a different way tomorrow. Uh, but what does, so what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning about this topic. And uh, when I'm, yeah, I'm excited about it. And, and as I share these three things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Please rid your mind, your heart of all distractions. This is the, the time for you to lock in uh, to what God is saying. Three things. Number one, here we go. So initially, Abraham did not rest. He did not rest in God's promise and it cost him. So not resting is going to cost you. So let me just talk about that first, right? The importance of entering into God's rest. I'm going to talk about Abraham and how really he almost messed up, but he did kind of mess up in a way. So God gave a promise to Abraham. Abraham was 75 years old. His wife was 65 years old and he believed the promise. And God was like, listen, I need you to leave everything that you know, leave everyone that you know, and then you're going to go to this land that I'm going to show you. And, and you just go, if you're willing to leave everything that you know, and everyone that you know, and to a place that you don't know where you're going and you want to do this by faith, if you're willing to do it and you want to trust in the God that you cannot see and trust that this God that you cannot see is going to show up in ways in your life that you can see, then I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless all the families of the earth through you. You're going to have a legacy of righteousness. And so here he is. He's in, in Ur of the Chaldeans. He, he's around idol worshipers. He's 75 years old. His wife is 65 years old. They don't have any kids. He's like, all right, fine. Let me do it. And he launches out by faith to believe in this God that he could not see. And at the time that was radical. So he's the father of faith. 
So God promised to bless him. And yeah, immediately God, you know, he started to be blessed. And, and 10 years later, by the time we get to Genesis chapter 16, what I told you earlier was Genesis 12 by Genesis chapter 16. Yeah, he's rich. He's rich in cattle, silver, gold. Uh, he's tremendously rich. He and his family and his wife, they got it going on. They have servants, all of that stuff. They were very rich. However, they were getting older. They still didn't have any kids. So Sarah is getting older day by day. Now he's 85. She's 75. And uh, remember, this is a woman that couldn't have kids when she was 18 <laughs> and she's 75 years old. So I can imagine some of the conversations that they had in their tent. Now, let's use our holy imagination for a minute. Um, I could just imagine like them in their tent and, and her saying, babe, look, we're not getting any younger. You know, uh, this is taking too long. Like, babe, look, I appreciate the fact that God has given us all this money. But we still don't have no kids, though. <laughs> so, babe, 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 what's up? What are we going to do? Like, I mean, while they're sitting there, like, what do we... Matter of fact, the money that God has given us, that's even a problem now because we have all this money and then we don't have nobody to leave it to. And so if, if you die, then all this stuff is going to go to, to servants. I mean, this is crazy. We don't even have a legacy. Like, like what are we going to do, babe? And so what happened was they failed to enter into God's rest. So it's been 10 years. They'd be like, okay, how long is this going to take? So they failed to enter into God's rest. So, so one day, Abraham's wife says, hey, babe, I got an idea. <laughs> He's like, what's up? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, wh why don't you sleep with one of my servants, Hagar? Sleep with Hagar. And then, then you can have a son. And once you have a son, then we have somebody to leave everything to. Then you can have, maybe, maybe you, you know, all that stuff that God told you, you say God told you. Now he didn't tell me, he told you, <laughs> but you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe God, if we have a baby with Hagar, then, then, then that could be the baby. And I could try it. I could hold that baby like it's my baby. And then I don't know, then God could bless the baby. And then maybe that's it. Maybe God is going to bless us through Hagar. And, and, and then he was like, you know, being a man, he was like, okay, that sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm being facetious here, but you know, I'm just saying, so he was like, oh, you want me to have sex with somebody else? Okay, cool. And so she comes in, they come up with a plan B. He, he lays with the servant. They have a son and, and now the son is not what God promised. So now this causes a problem. Now it causes a problem between the two women. Read the story. It's interesting. The two women get into it, you know, like a, this is like a novella, right? The two women get into it. Now she, she was like, I thought I was going to like the baby, but I can't stand this woman now. And then she's flaunting the baby around me and she's walking around here and all this stuff. And so now there's a rift. And then, and then now the, but the problem is that the blessing of God is still on Abraham. And so this child is still blessed. And so this child Ishmael winds up becoming the father of Islam. And then they did have the baby later on, right? You know, like 14, 15 years later, they finally have the baby, the promised child, Isaac. But, and then of, of course, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob is a father of, of Judaism. And now there's a rift between Islam and Judaism. And it started with two women in a tent and it started because of a plan B. So, so here's some takeaways from this as I close out the first point. And, and this issue between uh, Jews and Muslims is not going to be rectified until Jesus comes back, by the way. If you fail to enter into God's rest, where God's promises are concerned, then listen, you know what's going to happen is eventually you're going to come up with a plan B. If you don't enter into God's rest, that I'm, I'm teaching, the highest form of faith is rest. If you don't enter into God's rest, eventually you're going to come up with a plan B. So if you do something on your own and you come up with a plan B, yes, you're going to have to deal with the consequences of your decisions. 
because you're going to reap whatever you sow. Now, you may still get the promise. Abraham and Sarah still had Isaac, you know, 14 years later, uh, but it's going to cost you something. If you do something in the flesh, it's going to cost you something. No matter how long it takes, here's the point. Numbers 23 and 19, the Bible says, listen, as humans, we could say something and then not do it, right? Uh, we can say something and then not come through, but God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, come on now, he will perform it. If he declared it, come on now, he will make his word good. So we have to believe God. Now, let me make this point personal as I as I close out the first point. So on the real, real talk, making it personal, I have something that I personally, Rick Pina, am believing God for, that God has spoken to me years ago that hasn't come to pass yet. And and while I'm appreciative, like Abraham, I could say, hey, look, we're blessed. Like Isabella and I, we're blessed. We got like God has been very good to us. Like the favor of God, the hand of God, I appreciate everything God is doing in, with, and through us. But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to come up with a plan B. And I'm not going to ever give up on what God said. Like, I refuse to lower my expectation. I know what God told me. I know what he said very clearly. It hasn't happened yet. I know it's only a matter of time. Now, in heaven, it's already done. In the earth, it's a matter of time. Is it easy to wait all these years? No, it's not easy. I'm like on year eight, right? So that's not easy. But as a believer, you have to keep believing. Like Abraham and Sarah, after 10 years, they was like, forget it. Let's come up with a plan B. I know how that feels. I mean, I, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a human too. I'm a human like everybody else. I know how that feels. I know how the, I, we've, me and my wife have had those conversations. Babe, like, what, what do you want to do? Like, it's taking too long. Do you want to do something else? Do you, do you, do you want to just go make it happen on your own? Can we just go do it? No, we can't do it. Because, you know, I, we have to wait on what God said. And, and I'm saying that this is not easy. Look, I'm, this is real talk. But this is the life of faith. If God said it, and if God says, don't do anything until I do it, then you have to wait and you have to wait in faith. And, and if you don't want to have to, if you don't want to come up with a plan B, you got to learn how to enter into God's rest. I'm determined that everything that God said, he's not going to take it back. He's going to perform it in my life and he's going to do it before I die. Right. That's the life of faith. All right. Number two, I'm trying not to get super excited today because I really want to teach this. This is important stuff. All right, so number two, you can live natural, like to this realm, or you can live supernatural, which is natural to God's realm. So there's two ways to live, natural, supernatural, which way are you going to live? So the apostle Paul does a good job of explaining what I just said from Genesis in Galatians. So I'm going to read for you Galatians chapter four, verses 21 to 31. Well, I, the reason why I don't normally read all these verses, but I have to today is important. I, I need you to get this down in your heart. So I'm going to read Galatians chapter four, verses 21 through 31 from the easy to read version. Now, listen, this is Paul talking about Abraham and Sarah. This is what it says. Paul said, now some of you, he's writing to, to Jewish converts to Christianity. He says, some of you want to still be under the law. Now tell me, do you know what the law says? The scriptures say that Abraham had two sons. The mother of one son, she was a slave woman. The mother of the other son, she was a free woman. Abraham's son from the slave woman was born in the normal, natural, human way, right? So it was like one was born out of the flesh. But the, the son born from the free woman was born because of the promise God made to Abraham. I mean, because that happened when he was 99 years old, she was 89 years old, and she couldn't have no babies when she was 17. So this was supernatural, right? So Paul says this story paints a picture for us. There are two women, and these two women are like the two agreements that God made with his people, Old Covenant, New Covenant, Old Testament, 
New Testament. He says, one agreement is the law, old covenant, that God made on Mount Sinai, right? He said, now the people who are under this agreement, under the law, the people that live under the Ten Commandments are like slaves. Paul said this, this is Bible, not me. The, their mother, the, oh, so the woman named Hagar, is like that agreement. So it's like, like Ten Commandments, rules, law, slaves. But Hagar is like Mount Sinai in Arabia. She's a picture of the earthly Jewish city of Jerusalem. That city is a slave and all the people there are slaves to the law. They are law-based. They're performance-based. They, they're not entering into God's rest. They're not, they haven't accepted grace. They, they haven't accepted Jesus. Verse 26, but the heavenly Jerusalem that is from above, is like the free woman who is our mother. If you're born again, then this woman is your mother. If you're born again, then, then you're free. This is not the law. This is freedom. Verse 28, he says, my brothers and sisters, you are the children who were born from God's promise, just as Isaac was. But the other son of Abraham, he was born in the normal way. This kid, he caused trouble for the one that was born of the spirit. And it's the same thing today. So he's like the, the first one, Ishmael, he caused trouble because he was born in a natural way for the one that was born of the spirit. Which one was the one born of the spirit? Isaac. Isaac was born as a result of the promise of God. And he says, listen, if you do things in the flesh and not in the spirit, whatever you do in the flesh is going to cause trouble for what you're trying to do in the spirit. So listen, it's not, it's, you won't disqualify yourself, but if you go out there and get a plan B, it's going to mess up your plan A. So stop coming up with a plan B. Learn how to enter into God's rest. Verse 30 says, but what does the scripture say? Paul says, throw out the slave woman and her son. The son of the free woman will receive everything his father has, but the son of the slave woman will receive nothing. So brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman. We are children of the free woman. I don't know how else to explain this. Paul is like, look, there's two ways to live. There's a natural way to live. That's human living like a, a mere human based on human effort, human performance, performance-based religion. Or number two, there's a supernatural way to live. Dying to your, your humanity, allowing God's divinity to flow through you. You believe God. I live by faith. There's nothing. He, Abraham was, was 99 years old. And, and the Bible says his wife was almost 90 years old. And, 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 and in uh, Romans, uh, the apostle Paul says, listen, he believed God. He was strong in faith. He considered not his own body now dead, even though from the waist down, his stuff wasn't working and her stuff ain't never worked. He believed God. He was fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. So as a believer, you have to get to the point where you're fully persuaded. You can live in the natural. Oh, I'm going to just try to make stuff happen on my own. Or you can live in the spirit. No, I'm going to believe God and I'm not going to be moved. I refuse to be moved off of what God said. I'm not going to come up with a plan B. Living supernatural doesn't mean you do nothing. It just means that you know that you're not working for it. It means that you're not, you're, you're not trying to earn it. You're not trying to perform. It's not performance-based religion. No, you know that you are believing God. If God, I'm only going to do whatever the Father tells me to do. I'm only going to say whatever the Father tells me to say. I'm only going to go wherever the Father tells me to go. And that takes the pressure off of me. I have no pressure to perform. God has promised me many things and I don't, I don't feel any, I feel zero pressure. Like I have to earn it or have to deserve it. I have to perform for it. No. If God tells me to do something, I'm doing it in faith. I'm not doing it because I want God to give it to me. I'm doing it because I believe God already gave it to me. And so now I'm just doing it from a position of victory. So let me just explain this as I close out the second point, living this way. When you understand that you pray, but you're not praying for the victory. 
You're praying from the victory. You're praying from a position of victory. You, you, you work, but you're not working for it. You're working because you believe it's already done. Like it, it already happened. It's only a matter of time. You are fully persuaded and you are so persuaded that you can enter into God's rest. All right. Number three, last point for today. As I close, rest is a choice. It's a decision that you make as a posture that you maintain. Look at me as I close. Listen, listen, if you're going to do all the work, like, uh, yeah, I know God called me to do this, but I got, and I'm going to go get it. I'm not saying be lazy. There, there's a lot of things that God is going to tell you to do, but you'll be working by the grace of God. But if you're going to do all the work on your own and trying to make things happen because you think God has taken too long, then you're basically blocking God out from your life. And Jesus is irrelevant to you. Like if you're going to do life on your own, then Jesus is irrelevant. That Jesus has no relevance in your life. So God will stand by and watch you work and he will rest while you're working. Or you can get to the point where you enter into God's rest, Hebrews 4. And if you ever get to that point in your life, then now, yes, you'll work when God tells you to work. You'll rest when God tells you to rest. But even when you're working, you're resting because you're resting in your heart. And now you'll find that there'll be times where God says, I don't want you to do anything. I'm going to do it for you. And there'll be times where he's like, no, I don't even want you to pay for this. I'm going to pay for it for you. I don't, I like, I mean, there, there are times where like, he'll be like, you rest while I work. And you're like, okay. And, and you have to learn how to either, Either you're going to be natural or, or supernatural. Either you're going to live as a mere human or you're not. When you live by faith, you, you're not a mere human. You, 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 are, you are hearing from God. You enter into God's rest and you can even sleep through storms. Even when people tell you that you should be freaking out, you're not. You know why? Because your focus is not on the storm. Your focus is on God. Your focus is on what God said. The battle is in your mind, but you, you have control of your thoughts. You're at peace. Remember, you become what you behold. You become what you behold. Whatever you behold is what you're going to become. And so what you want to do is you're fixed and focused on what God said. You're meditating and meditating on that. And you're not moved. You can sleep through the storms. You know why? Because you have entered into God's rest. That's enough for today. I gave you a lot today. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I walk and live by faith. I believe and receive everything you promised me. And I refuse to do anything else. I have no plan B's in my life. I stand in faith, no matter how long it takes. I am not moved from my position, my stance, my belief. I fix and focus my eyes on you and on the promises you made me. I am so persuaded by what you said that I enter into your rest. I am steadfast in my commitment to enjoy divine rest. So much so that I'm able to sleep through storms. Living this way, I level up my life in 2021. And I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply this word. So you can prosper. Listen, if you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. You'll get all my notes for free. So go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox on a daily basis. This message is really important. I mean, like I keep saying that, but I know it's, it's for real. It's, it's true. You got to learn how to enter into God's rest, how not to come up with a plan B. <laughs> and so like, cause if you do, you're going to mess up some stuff. You might still get the promise, but what you, your plan B is going to be competing with your plan A. And so you don't want both. You want 
God's plans, not your plans. Do me a favor. If this message was a blessing to you, then do two things. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat. I go back and I read every comment. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.